I got an oil change yesterday. Finally? Yeah. Were they so proud of you when you came in? No, they shamed me more. Oh no, <laughs> what'd they do? They said, you're out of transmission fluid and radiator fluid. And I said, that's too damn bad. <laughs> and they were like, it's gonna be like $300 to do both. And I was like, then we're not doing both, babe. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Birder, I Barely Know Her, the only birding podcast where we're harassed by car alarms. I'm your host, Dewey Cast, along with my co-host, Jessica Cristiano. How's it going, Jess? Terrible. No. It happened every, at least once an hour. Hmm. Some twice, some twice an hour. What is going on out there? Maybe somebody set their alarm wrong and it went to their car. They should die. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Also, I was looking up and down the street this morning and didn't seem like there were any break-ins. So what's the reason? Are you going to lead a manhunt to find the person who did this? I'm actually cracking down on crime, I think. <laughs> Should we talk about your your big top little pants or your big pants? Oh, little top yeah. thing? No, I think we should. So for the listeners, uh, what happened was I sent Jess a, a particularly inspired text this morning um, because I had an epiphany when I was looking at like an old like Victorian style dress. And, you know, it's like that old kind of... Why are you cl- looking at that, Dewey? I don't know. I can't remember. Hmm. You think it was for pervert reasons that I was looking at dresses? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Why would I do that? I don't know. It's the least revealing... Uh, you tell me. ...style of dress on earth. But it makes you look snatched oh yeah my favorite thing is and the the, usually waist. they like they, my... pu- they push up the boobs a lot sure and smush them yeah that's not why i was looking why were you looking i can't remember i'm not believing you <laughs> well here's the thing that's what i there i'm a little sleepy there is a chance that i was thinking of tiny top big pants and it transitioned to that in my brain because i was trying to figure out the style but or like why they do tiny top big pants either why way are you thinking about that sicko okay <laughs> Either way, this morning I had an epiphany, in, at least in my opinion, about tiny top big pants, which uh, for those who aren't familiar is the big style with um, ladies in LA right now, I feel like, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a tiny, tight little top and then big pants. And so I was thinking about those old Victorian style dresses. Big, where, wait, let's... Oh, yeah. I think everyone knows, but it's not like it's not like balloon pants. It's like sure. wide-legged pants. Yeah. Not like, what's the guy with the can't touch this uh mc hammer yeah it's not like those pants sure or like uh jared in the subway commercials those are big pants the ones where like he holds them out to show how tiny he is now oh and you support him (laughs) i don't support him you see you say weight loss king though i do remember amongst other things (laughs) i do remember growing up i knew his cousin apparently they had the same last name they're like yeah that guy's my cousin and then like they stopped bragging about him uh after a certain event happened (laughs) I was thinking about tiny top big pants, and um, then I thought, <laughs> is that a sicko? Thinking about women's bodies. Okay. Um, and then I was thinking about those old Victorian style dresses with the super cinched waist from a corset, and then like the big like wireframe skirts. And I texted Jess, and I was like, hear me out. Tiny top big pants is the modern day version of this. And I really, I was really trying to validate you. <laughs> Yeah, your first text was very encouraging. I was like, oh, great, she agrees. Yeah. And maybe if I disagree, I just shouldn't even say if I disagree. No, it's not. You can disagree. That's not <laughs> bullying. Because I totally see where you're coming from. I think, but I, I ultimately disagree because 
I think the message of the big pant is more of like the pants are the statement piece and mm. the top is just kind of like it helps it's a it's usually a basic kind of shirt little tank top sure. that emphasizes the pant like really makes lets the pants shine yeah whereas with this dress I think I think it's all one cohesive statement piece so you can do like fun top basic pants fun pants basic top and then like a dress is obviously mm. one big top sure but I think the top was just as, as much ornate and interesting as the bottom. So in that way, I don't think it's it's big pant, little top. Okay. Listeners that chime in, uh, whether or not you think it's modern day big top uh, or tiny top big pants, we'll put a poll on our page and see how it goes. For science. <laughs> for science. That's why I was looking at the dresses this morning, for science. <sighs> if that's what you're calling it these days. <laughs> So you just came back from a trip. Sure did. To San Diego to see future guest Allie. Uh, we went to the San Diego Zoo and we saw a lot of birds. They had so many birds. Sure. Pretty much like every, between every animal was like a bird cage. <laughs> also, I will say I'm not usually pro zoos, but I've heard sure. very wonderful things about the ethics of the San Diego Zoo. Sure. Well, that's because they paid you. Yeah. And I think everyone should get a, a membership and a seasonal pass. <laughs> Because um, that's one that has like the big adventure area or some shit, or is that a separate? They have a safari park, but that's a separate thing. Okay. But I've only heard really wonderful things about how they treat the animals, and none of them seem, I mean, something, you know. <laughs> a big cat shouldn't be in a cage, period, sure. but they do a lot of rehabilitation and stuff, I think. Yeah. So just to get PETA off my back right off the top. <laughs> Were there any birds that stood out to you that you liked? Yes, there was one very beautiful eagle that I took a video of, but I forgot the name. I think it's a... Harpy eagle? Yeah, exactly. How'd you do that? These things scare the shit out of me. Oh my God, it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> How did you know that? Because, well, you said it was a beautiful eagle. I heard the huh sound and I was like, it's probably the one I'm afraid of. Why are you afraid? And it is the harpy eagle. I, I think it looks scary. It's huge. It's got like deep black eyes and it looks to me sort of like an old puppet so for the listeners the harpy eagle is a large eagle that lives in south and central america and um it's really fucking big so it's big and white it's got oreo legs um these beautiful black gray um feathers up and down its wings and its chest and then the sort of gradient that goes in looks beautiful like sort of storm cloudy gray on its head now it keeps it can either keep its feathers down and look like your typical raptor you know the um your eagles your hawks it's sort of that like round head but it can also lift up the tufts in the back of his head um sort of like an old lady's perm kind of like it sort of goes up like a little crest which is interesting it was awesome yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so uh, the video I took is bad, but um, it was like, it looks kind of like Phoenix, the Phoenix from Harry oh, Potter. Oh, Fox, yeah. Yeah, and it had these little like tufts on its head, and then it kept like grooming itself, but on this on the front part, so he would like bob its head down, and his little flaps would go all around. Oh, It was so cute. <laughs> There's one photo I'm looking on on Wikipedia. His hair looks very silly. He looks like Martin Van Buren. Anyway, so the harpy eagle, we talk about um, raptors. So as Jess has said several times, raptors have, what is it, forward-facing eyes, talons, and a curved beak. That's it. Well, this guy really puts the curve in fucking curved beak. His beak has this little curve in the front that goes all the way below his, like, chin. It's crazy. Not his chin, but, like, below the lower jaw, which is crazy. Got a really sharp hook there. And they have the largest talons of 
any living eagle on earth so slay queen slay uh <laughs> these things regularly kill and eat monkeys which is so upsetting and uh they mostly <laughs> the thing they, they eat That's a lot crazy. of shit so big eagles like this big raptors you know like your hawks your owls stuff like that they have pretty diverse diets because they can kind of kill anything these guys eat mostly sloths that's hardcore. Although it's pretty easy. I was going to say it's pretty easy. Uh, most sloths, do you know how most sloths die, Jess? From the eagle? Okay, well, we need, probably, yeah. But So I meant, <laughs> so, I didn't ask the question right. That's on me. I fucked up. Basically, sloths don't like to shit in trees and they like to hold it. So they'll go down like once every few weeks and take one giant shit. And in that time, they're pretty exposed. So a lot of animals will take advantage. These guys eat everything they'll eat lambs goats young pigs so i think these pictures are making it look more feathery but it really did just look very furry sure it's very cute okay and these pictures look scary i can see why you're scared <laughs> right um but it was really beautiful in person we saw a very a lot of very beautiful colorful birds sure i saw some of the pictures you said there were some nice cool dubs and stuff yeah 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 um, and then there's like an aviary you can walk around with all the birds. Oh, those are, those always stress me out. I don't understand how the birds don't get out. It's like you enter into a little cage and make sure the door is closed and then you enter it through another door. Make oh, sure is there somebody closed. there like monitoring it? Nope. That seems like something that should happen. I feel like maybe the birds are like conditioned to know that the food and stuff is in, in the aviary and to stay there. Hmm. But who knows? Apparently, they trust the public. Sure. So, like an owl, the heart. I want to go back to the harp eagle because I have some more facts. So, like an owl, they have facial discs, which is like the round part of their face um, feathers. And so, they can lower them or lift them at will, like an owl. And this helps them hear better. They can direct sound waves to improve their hearing with it, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Very cool. And their eyesight is eight times better than humans. So, they have a 160 20 vision. So what can they... 160, 20. Because 2020 got vision it. means you see, it. yeah. <laughs> um, what else was I going to say? Jess. What? Remind me again who you said this eagle reminded you of? Fox the Phoenix. Fox the Phoenix was designed based on a harpy eagle. Oh my god. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah, I have the eye. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I can, I can just say that was what... Things are based on. <laughs> now, you also ran into um, a fellow Jessica. Jessica the gorilla. Yeah. The queen of... What was, what was Monkeys her name? are the so queen? crazy. What's crazy? Monkeys. Yeah. Apes. <laughs> yeah. They're just like us. It was, <laughs> what do you mean? It's so crazy to watch them just like hang out. They are so human. <laughs> it's really scary. Like, what were they doing? One was like, there was like a heat lamp. Uh, th these were the gorillas. Um, and they were just all just laying under it or two of them, but one had its like feet up on the wall. Whoa. And I was like, I do that. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you lay with your feet up on the wall? Yeah. It's good okay. for you. And then they, not the gorillas, but the other little monkeys that I can't remember the names of, they would just like fight and the way they eat and just the way they move. It's just very human. Like, sure. Uh, so Jessica, the gorilla we've established, um, was unfortunately, she's been a Jessica longer than you have. Which can't be right. Because <laughs> she was born in what, 1980? Do you remember? 1980. 1990. 80. Five, what? Yeah, 80. Yeah, 1980. Yeah, so she's like 15 years, 16 years older than you. So. 
Yeah. Fucking 43-year-old gorilla. Good for her. Yeah. She looks great. <laughs> she looks... I want to know... I got to know Jessica the gorilla skincare routine. You know they did a C-section on a gorilla? Who Like, you found that out of the zoo, or is this just other knowledge? I found that out after the zoo from Allie. Oh. And her sister. They did a C-section on... A, they used a, real, a, a human OBGYN to give a C-section to a gorilla at the Cincinnati Zoo or did something. Did the G stand for gorilla? No. In OBGYN? No. Did we ever talk about, in our real lives or on the podcast, uh, the handsome gorilla from Japan? Is he the one who eats bell peppers? <laughs> no, I think it's a different gorilla. That's a handsome gorilla. You think he's hot? No, I think he's handsome. Mm. All right, we don't have to talk about it too much, but he talks about it. I want a time to be live, my favorite podcast. Um, and it's just this gorilla that a bunch a bunch of Japanese women were like mobbing this zoo because there was a gorilla they all thought was handsome. I'm sending you the article, and then there's a lot of if you just Google handsome gorilla, there's a a lot of photos. His name is Shabani. <laughs> I don't like that women uh, human women were doing that. I, look, I don't like it either, but I'm gonna send you just the link to all these photos. He looks handsome. He's got, like, he's rugged. Okay, he's decidedly a gorilla, though. I, I know he's a gorilla. Why were but, why were women, human women lining up to see what were they hoping was going to happen? I don't know, but when you Google him, all of his photos are so sultry, and I don't know why. Like, he constantly looks like he knows he's being photographed and he's trying to look hot. He's, like, he's, he's like, He probably smoldering. is. They're very smart. Sure, he's just smoldering, though. That's just his face, I think. <laughs> he just has... He's got resting, smoldering face. Yeah, he is handsome. <laughs> he just looks like he's posing for, like, GQ or something in all these photos. Uh, for listeners, I won't keep you too long on this topic because we are a bird podcast, but Google... Uh, what is it? Shabani? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shabani, S-H-A-B-A-N-I, the gorilla. Or just Google handsome gorilla and you'll get a lot of stuff. 5'11". He's 5'11"? The gorilla's taller than me? Yeah. That's fucked. But I'm older. <laughs> than Shivani, the handsome gorilla? Yeah. How he old was born he? October 20th, 1996. Oh, wow. You just beat him by like three months. Yeah. Good for you. He's 5'11 and 418 pounds. That guy should be in the NFL. Pure muscle. Anyway, so... The reason that we are gathered here today, we are on the eve of a great event, which is our event for the month of March, aka March of the Penguins, where every episode in addition to our birding trip, we're also going to discuss a different species of penguin, which is pretty exciting. In order to kick that event off, a little opening ceremonies or prelude, if you will, today we're going to be doing a little something special called March of the Not Penguins where we'll be discussing a bunch of birds that look like penguins, but aren't. So, strap in. Uh, live news on the podcast. I just received a text from my co-host Jess regarding some birds she has seen. The caption is, they were in a fight, and it is an image. <laughs> it's a photo of two morning doves standing back to back and not looking at each other, which I think is very funny. <laughs> so they were in a fight. Sure. Today we're going to be discussing a bunch of birds that look like penguins, but aren't penguins. Penguin imposters, if you will. All right, so here's our first bird. This is the Atlantic Puffin. So Jess, what do you think about the Atlantic Puffin? I like them a lot. Kind of a classic. 
Sure. When I was in college, I had a phase where I was really into the peanut butter puffin cereal. <laughs> That's so interesting. Wait, what brand is peanut butter puffin? It's Barbara's. Okay. Because I think at Whole Foods, you can get a peanut butter panda puffs, which is a similar endangered animal or like it is yeah yeah that's a different thing um but these are puffin what puff they're puffs oh puffin puffs okay no they're just they're just called puffins but i think the puff oh. is implied sure. um and they're kind of like Cap'n crunch shaped interesting but bigger they're huge they're not sure. they're not they hurt your mouth they don't <laughs> taste as good as the peanut butter Cap'n crunch it's fine but i had it a big is, phase with them it, it is fun snack. that um what's the thing that you eat that's bird bones what? I don't. Do I? Ortolan. There's a thing, Ortolan, where you eat, um, like, you eat, like, a cooked baby bird and, like, their bones, as they crush in your mouth, cut you, and that, like, flavors the bird with your blood. That's We've the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. You haven't heard about it? We've talked Why about it. Why would you eat like. that? I, that's, it's a, because it's French, and the French are disgusting when it comes to food. They're, They're horrible. The same people that brought us folk raw, which is, like, a bird that's, like, uh, force-fed, like, corn and stuff. Awful. Foie What? Nothing. <laughs> Being a bitch. Did I say what? Did I not say foie gras? You said fo foy. Oh, foy. Well, I don't know what you said. Actually, I'm gonna say foie gras. I know. Who cares? It is funny that we have ortolan, which is like that little bird that you eat, and like its bones cut your mouth and flavor the food. And Captain Crunch is kind of the same way, or like puffins. So true. It's the ortolan of a uh, cereal. So Atlantic puffins. So they look like they do look similar to penguins, but they um are pretty different. So. They have little black and white tuxedo bodies like a penguin, um, but they have these sort of orange duck feet. And what really makes them stand out is their incredibly round heads, and they're almost like... They have a very thick bill. It's almost like a parrot bill um, with sort of the size of it. And then what's really cool about them is like the albatross, they have a little bit of a marking around their eye. And with the Atlantic puffin, it makes it look, look like they're always like sad and like very beta. It's very interesting. It's like a triangle going up. I really recommend looking at these guys. And then like little clowns, they have a little orange like dot right on their cheek, which is fun. Yeah, these are very clownish. Yeah. The thing around the eye. Yeah, they look like sad clowns. This thing is so cute. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what's fun about these guys, we do North American birds. And the idea is that maybe if you live in North America, there's a chance you could find them. Um, but here it's very difficult Nearly half of them just breed in one place, which is uh, Whitless Bay in Newfoundland, Canada. So they're uh, easy to find, hard to get to, if that makes sense. I think I wanted to see them when I went to Iceland, but I didn't. Um, oh, it's yeah. on my little hat. I have a beanie with a puffin on it. Just but yeah, so these guys, they, they, they nest on like cliffs and stuff and like they dig little burrows, but they spend most of their time just in the ocean, in the water, which is really cool. So Jess, do you know what a baby puffin is called? Pufflings. Yeah, pretty cool. I just saw it because I'm on the same website as you. Barbara should make like normal sized cereal called Pufflings. They should make normal sized cereal, period. <laughs> so Puffins are a lot of fun. Their wings are meant for flying and for swimming. Their wings are specially designed to work equally well for both tasks. So they can help them flap and glide to the air and they can, help, they can help propel them through the water like little paddles, which is pretty cool. Very cool. So these guys are like ducks that are waterproof because of the oils they secrete from their glands. So they have to spend a lot of time preening. So they're constantly going through their feathers, spreading a little oil from that gland. I'm not going to pronounce because it's too hard uh, to make sure that their wings stay uh, waterproof, which is pretty cool. And what's even cooler is that they're, um, the colors of the puffin are specially designed. So the belly is white. The um, top is black. 
Do you want to guess why they're colored like that, Jess? And it's not because they have a fancy date. So that if a shark sees them and they're floating on their stomach, they think it's a cloud. (laughs) That's actually pretty close. So the reason that the belly is white is so that fish below see them and they they can't tell them apart from the bright sky above them. And the reason that their back is black is so that aerial predators who normally fly down and eat them can't differentiate their black back from the dark um, ocean. Look at me. Yeah. So pretty fucking cool. Yeah. But they can't ever just lounge on their back, which is kind of sad. Well, they could if they find like a nice snowy area. True. But then they got to worry about polar bears probably. Do you think they do? Worry about polar bears or lounge on their backs? Worry about polar bears? Um, I would guess probably, right? Because do polar bears hunt penguins? We'll we'll find out. I don't know. That doesn't seem like a really satisfying meal for them. Well, do, oh, wait, I, th- I don't think penguins live in the North Pole, actually. I think they're only in the South Pole. So, Puffins or penguins? Penguins. Oh, okay. Penguins are only South Pole because, as we talked about before, Ar- the Arctic and Antarctica both are named after bears. So the Arctic means, I think in Latin or Greek, has bears, and Antarctica means does not have bears. That's a silly way to name something. I know, right? The reason that they keep warm is because of that waterproofing. So they have little downy feathers on the underside of their belly, and when those stay nice and warm and dry, they provide insulation, sort of like a dry suit if you're uh, surfing in super cold water. Dry suit, of course, being the opposite of a wet suit. It keeps you wet, or it keeps you dry instead of wet. What? I was just talking is about the way Is that a joke? Keep- no, that's a real thing. Wetsuits wet are for are like are for like warm to cool water, and then dry suits are for like freezing to cold water. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that, but I bet Allie did. Sure, Allie's smart. She has so, to get wetsuits all the time. Because she surfs, or because she works with fish. She works with fish. Sure. Um. So. We talk about puffins. So what's cool about puffins is they have very specialized jaws and beaks. So their mandibles are hinged. And the way that they're hinged allows them to hold them parallel to each other. And when they hold them parallel, it hold, it, lo- it allows them to clamp down on fish and hold them in like a row. So like literally like one next to the other. Um, and they keep them in place because they have these little serrated grooves in the edges of their beak that sort of act like a little bit of a grip. So they basically have like a built-in like... Um, carrying thing in their mouth which is pretty cool a carrying thing like a purse it's not like a purse because it's, it's their it's their beak and it's just like specially built i guess neither, it's more mouth? like a claw or like a like pliers or like a like a clip a chip clip in their mouth sure it is built actually that's it's exactly what it is their mouth is like a specialized chip clip that helps them hold rows of fish <laughs> I'm just saying stuff. No, I think it's right, though. So what's cool about these guys is they spend a lot of time um, just standing outside their houses and, like, in, like interacting with passing birds. And when I say interacting, most of the time what they're doing is mean mugging them to intimidate them. So they basically just stand outside their houses menacingly and, like, try to scare off other birds that come by. And uh, it's a very fun interaction because what they'll do to, like, be dominant is, like, puff up their feathers and, like, stick their tail out. And they'll do like a little slow walk while they jerk their head and like gape their mouths. 
And if a bird walks by and is afraid of this, the bird will like lower their head and like walk horizontally and then just like run past them really fast, which I think is really funny. <laughs> so it's basically like a neighborhood full of really mean people on their stoops, which is really cool. Or like an angry guy on his porch just like watching people go by. It's um that guy, Clint Eastwood in that movie. <laughs> Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino, yeah. And he has the gun. Yeah. The finger guns. <laughs> so what's fun about these guys is they're like... They're not dumb, but they're like very socially dependent on one another in a weird way. So we talked about it before in a past episode, um, but for a while it was hard for scientists to reintroduce puffins to new breeding areas because puffins will only land in a breeding spot if they see other puffins there. So if there aren't other puffins, they won't land on the rocks. So scientists had to build decoys um, because they tried mirrors that didn't work. They tried little cutouts that didn't work. So eventually they didn't make plastic puffins. And once they did that, that worked. Any final thoughts on the Atlantic Puffin before we move on? Great little guy. Yeah, we'd love to see him. And I, I do want to reiterate, I have a little beanie from Iceland with a puffin on it. Sure. You don't believe me. I, <laughs> why would I not believe you? You're saying sure, like you don't believe me. I believe you. Whatever. I just don't really know what you want from me in terms of response. Just like, cool, cool girl. That's what I said, basically. And you rock it and you say... You look so stunning in a beanie. Okay. You look hot in a beanie. How about that? Duh. <laughs> so we're going to talk now about our next bird, which is the Razorbill. Looks really mean. <laughs> it does look really mean. So for the listeners, they look sort of like a baby penguin or like some sort of small penguin. Um, so they're black and white like the puffin, the penguin, the white belly, the black back. And then they have this really evil looking like hooked beak and it sort of looks like a crab claw almost coming off their head. And uh, their eyes are like this scary jet black and they have this like one white stripe going from their eye to the top of their bill, which is interesting. And then the little black feet. What? <laughs> I just scrolled down to the common mirror. Why don't really you like freaky. the common mirror? It's just kind of scary. Which one? The one of its face? Um, yeah, it looks like a plague doctor. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but back to the razor bill. Also aptly named. Yeah, its bill is like very sharp and scary looking. And um, it's um, they actually use that specifically to like help track, like help kill fish when they catch them. They like go and like uh, use the little claw on there. So razor bill, what's fun about razor bills is they leave the nest when they're about 20 days old. Um, but similar to other birds like the black crown night heron who aren't great at flying when they first leave, razor bills don't have fully developed wing feathers when they first like leave the nest. And I think leave the nest is a little bit of an understatement. When razor bills leave their home, they jump off a cliff into the ocean. And so <laughs> when they jump off that cliff, they can't fly yet. So all they do is just rapidly flap their wings as fast as they can while they fall in hopes that Mary Poppins umbrella style, they'll just slow their descent as they uh, make their way into the ocean, which is pretty scary. Wow. That's kind of, I'm sure that's very beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful to watch. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it looks awkward as hell. They don't have wings yet. They're flapping around. They're trying not to die as they hit the water. Brutal. Like, I guess beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So what's fun about razorbills is that uh, there was one study that studied like a specific razorbill colony and they found that both the male and female seem to bring back different food from each other. Um, so there's some sort of like sex specific specialization with hunting and prey selection, which is interesting. So it's kind of like when like mom's out of town and like dad gets a pizza 
So on the island of Newfoundland, there are little hunters, and they refer to razor bills as tinkers, because that's how they pronounce the, that's how they pronounce thinkers over there. And uh, the reason they call them that is during the razor bill courtship display, razor bills will like hold their bills up to the sky, and it looks like they're appealing or they're like thinking really hard about something. So this next bird that we're going to discuss. Speaking of zoos, this first name sounds like something you'd see in a zoo. This is the rhinoceros auklet. Because rhinos are like things you'd see in a zoo. Totally. <laughs> so what are your first thoughts on the rhinoceros auklet, Jess? Uh, he looks mean. <laughs> he does look mean. He but looks yeah, like a little... I get why he's called that because he has a little horn. Yeah, there's a tiny little like rhinoceros horn on his beak. And it's even gray like a rhinoceros horn, which is interesting. He looks like a little angry old man. So this guy you'd catch off the coast of the western United States or um, on coastal islands nesting in Alaska, or should you so venture um, into Japan, Korea, Russia, in that area. Uh, but these guys are a cool little guys. So the rhinoceros auklet for the listeners, he's like a little blackish brown uh, water bird with a big rhino horn. Not like a big, I guess a tiny rhino. He's got a small rhino horn right on his nose. And it's funny because the nose is like, or the beak is otherwise a normal beak. It's just like an orange beak, but it just has this big black protuberance on it for some reason. And uh, he's got evil snake eyes, like these tiny snake eyes with the like tiniest slit of a pupil. And then the breeding adults seem to get like these cool whiskers and eyebrows. These sort of like white whiskers on his mouth, little uh, white crow's feet beneath his eye, then above his eye, these little like white wispy guys, which are pretty interesting, similar to the white wisps on a uh, double crested cormorant. So get, Jess, what would you guess the horn is for? Catching fish. Catching, <laughs> like he spears the fish on the horn? Yeah, maybe. Sure. So, I could scroll down and tell you, but that where's the fun in that? Well, I'm glad you didn't scroll down up for the fun of it. So, despite the fact that it looks gray to us, it actually glows in ultraviolet light. So, it's useful for attracting mates. They see this beautiful glowing horn, and they're like, I want to mate with that guy. But also, it helps them sort of like in the vein of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on a cold uh, Christmas Eve. There's a chance that that glowing in ultraviolet light might actually help rhinoceros auklets sort of see each other underwater when they're like swimming at night. So they see that little shine over the, like uh, a few yards away and they go, oh, there's another guy out there. I'll be careful, which I think is cool. Sort of like when your Uber shows up and they give you that weird option to press the color button and then you can hold up your phone and it's like bright green and they're like, that's... I didn't know that was the thing. Yeah, there's a thing with like, I don't know how you activate it, but it'll like randomly assign you a color and then like you lift it up and your Uber's like, oh, that's my guy. I don't use Uber that much. Oh, what I was walking I home a couple nights ago and I saw a woman arguing with her Uber driver before Ooh. she got in the car and I was on her side because the guy <laughs> had a different car and license plate than what was listed on the app. Okay, so that sounds like not his not her Uber. Right? But it was like for her I, I didn't hear the whole argument, but I was like, "Ma'am, do not get in that car. <laughs> Nothing good can come from that. It's $5 to cancel." Hope she's okay. I don't think she got in. She seemed to be pretty adamant she was not getting in the car. So Oh, good. I think the guy just didn't want to lose his 12 bucks or whatever. So what's cool about these guys, we talked about how that ultraviolet uh, thing might help them see each other in the dark. These guys only bring their food back to the nest at nighttime. They Scientists think that they might do this because other birds try to steal their food, specifically gulls, like a lot of like water, um, like a lot of seagulls go in and try to steal their shit. So they'll go in and hunt only at nighttime to protect their catches, which I think is interesting. Hmm. 
And like all the other puffins and auklets and ox, um, these guys have special adaptations in their jaw that sort of are like little spikes in like the upper part. They're called palatal denticles, which does not sound real. And uh, they'll use those to hold them in place like little spiky grips um, while they catch like multiple fish at once. Cause like other small like um, ox can't do that. They can only carry one at a time, but these guys can just put a whole fucking row of them in there, which is interesting. Any final thoughts on our friend the rhinoceros auklet before we move on? No, it's cute that in Spanish it's it's a unicorn. Oh, that's fun. Alca unicornia. Well, that brings us to our final auk then. So this one's a little bit different than what we typically cover because typically the birds that we cover are alive. But this is an extinct bird. This is the great auk. Kind of like a dodo. It is like a dodo, yeah. So the reason I want to bring up the great auk, they don't exist anymore. They're dead uh, because of humans. Humans hunted them to extinction, which sucks. I don't know how I want to say it. So we're doing this month. This month that we're leading into is called March of the Penguins. And I would be remiss. <laughs> Thank you. And I would be remiss not to bring up the great auk in context of penguins because penguins are named penguins because they look like this extinct species. So originally, this species was referred to as a penguin. It comes from the genus Penguinus, which genus Penguinus. That sounds fun to say. Um, so they were they were like Zetus It's like what? For all my girlies, all my Disney girlies, Zetus Lapidus. What is Zetus Lapidus? You wouldn't get it. Okay, because I'm not a Disney girly. It's from Xenon. Oh, girl of the 21st century. Yeah, which... 23rd century? 25th? I don't know. 24th? Let's name every number. <laughs> Let's see. I gotta look it up. You can keep going. Let me know when you read it, because it's stupid. It's stupid? 21st century. I know. Why would it be 21st? It came out in 1999. 21st century was one year away. Also, Raven was in it? Huh. Yeah. Well, I guess the point is that she is a girl of the 21st century, but she's in space. Okay. Anyway, so I'd be remiss not to bring when up... when she comes back to... She does come back to Earth at one point, and it's normal. Wait, she's anyway. not from the 21st century? No, she is, but she's on in a special colony that's in space. So space is futuristic, but she comes back to Earth and it's like 1999? No, it's set in the year 2049. Okay. So I guess we have a lot to catch up with. Yeah. In five, 15 years' time. Hey, don't check my math on that. Don't check. <laughs> You're 10 years off. It's fine. Isn't it crazy? We're going to hopefully live to see Xenon. God, people are going to be so annoying when that happens if Twitter is still around. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, back to the birds. Sorry. Um, so yeah, so they originally were called penguins, and so modern penguins, the penguins that we know and love today, got their name because they looked like these guys, and they assumed that they were related, which they actually weren't very closely related at all, which is interesting. And they spent most of the time in the North Atlantic, but when they weren't in their, um, when they weren't breeding, they would go as you know far south as Spain. They'd hang out in Canada, Greenland, or <laughs> Greenland. Greenland, Iceland, Norway, Ireland, Great Britain. So you could see these guys on the coast of Spain if you wanted to before they were killed by people. And I will. Oh, yeah. What do you think about the great auk? Very cool. Very, you know, very dinosaur. Yeah. It has a gigantic beak and there's these sort of like grooves on the end, which look really cool. It's almost like obsidian or something. So, yeah. So that rounds out our experience learning about the not penguins before we get into the March of the Penguins this coming month. 
So very exciting stuff. We have a bunch of fun guests lined up. And then in the meantime, don't forget to check out our Birdopedia. Again, we launched the Birdopedia now. So if you want to learn more about the birds we talk about, go in, check out our in-depth articles. I'm going to try to add a bird at least once a week. We'll see how that goes with my very busy work schedule at the moment. But uh, yeah, Um, well, then I'm just going to plug once again this podcast. So if you love this podcast, share us with your friends. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Again, we're starting to pop up when you search us on uh, all these different platforms. So the more you like us, the higher we climb. And then again, please check out the Birdopedia. The more you start clicking, the more we'll show up in search terms. People might see us when we're looking at certain birds. That'll help the podcast grow. And also, I put in a lot of work, and there's a lot of really good stuff in there. So check it out if you want to learn more. Um, Hell yeah. Well, then I'm going to leave everybody with that. Ow! It didn't come out right this week. I don't know what that was. Well, that's okay. (laughs) We can't all be screeching. Sure. That's later.